Pickaxe. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Kirsty and Bryony's comfort zone. I am Kirsty. And I am Bryony. And we're going to dive into our brains and listen to some dreams. Try and work out what the heck is going on. What's going on? The heck? What the heck? <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you now, the dream I had was a weird one, so good luck. I don't really remember what my dream was. It's... I had it five days ago, Ew. and I have no memory of this place. I have no memory of this place. I had mine a week ago. Um, oh. I've got a little backlog of dreams. Nice. So there we go. It's all content. All oh, content. I wake up every morning and I'm like, <laughs> ooh, content. <laughs> I've, I had a dream. Better save it. Ready for Makes everybody to listen to. Makes me giggle when, if ever I mention dreams on stream now, people are like, oh, leaks, Spo- leaks give it away, content. Content, <laughs> same. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's okay, chat, I didn't record this one, I can tell you. <laughs> I did tell them a little bit this morning about, I woke up, I had a spooky dream. It's too late for a Halloween episode now, but I had a spooky dream. I did not appreciate it. Ooh. And... My mind did an extra mean thing. So basically, I was staying in this house with who I think was meant to be my sister and her son. But it wasn't my sister or my nephew. It was just like random people. But that's right. I was just in this family. And I was trying to I think it was meant to be like a a, a cabin in the woods that we were oh, staying in for like a holiday. That's already and spooky. Yeah, so I was trying to wind up the child, being like, (laughs) trying to make them jump and stuff. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I was like, it just got hella spooky. Like I turned around and I think there was this other child there and they just turned into Pennywise, the clown. And then I looked down at the child who, because I'd sort of been like hugging the child and being like, you know, sort of joking around. Um, But then I looked down and the the child's face was just bleeding. And I was like, oh, my God. And then the voice of the clown was like, you will never escape because you are seven dreams deep at this point. Oh my and then God. I woke up and I was like, am I awake or am I just in the sixth dream now? Oh, no. Or like, how deep have I gone in this dream? Oh, and then Alex's alarm went off. So I was like, Ugh. oh, my God. But it I, was spoopy. I feel like we just like. It's getting to the point now where, like, thoughts of the podcast are leaking into our dreams. Um, where it's yeah. like, oh, like we're having dreams like, I should record this. Or, oh, I'm you're already dreaming. You can't wake up. Ooh. I have found that I'm so aware. I'm so much more aware that I'm dreaming than I've ever been before. Because yes. I don't think I ever had control of dreams before. Whereas I've had a couple of times now that I've been like, oh. I'm in a dream. I can just yeet myself out of this. I don't like this. Okay, I'm off. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and yep. they do say that one of the first steps to lucid dreaming is to record your dreams so that you become more aware of them. So I guess we've accidentally done it without meaning to. Yeah. There's this. Well, you have especially. I, I've not really had that yet, but 
I think you've had it to to more of a an extreme. But yeah, Maybe that's I'm why not quite I've been there so yet. Sleepy recently. Maybe I'm just still doing stuff in my dreams when really I should be. Yeah, you know, I was I was I was complaining about this to Alex last night. I have been taking these tablets recently mm-hmm. for the last couple of months, and when I first took them, they knocked me out, and I was like. I would take them and within like two hours, I would be like, I have to go to bed. I can't, I can't do anything anymore. And now they don't have that effect anymore. And I sort of miss it because I, I like being like, as soon as I had the first night where I was back to normal and I was lying awake in bed and I was like, oh, I just want to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I was like, why have you, why have you taken away the one good side effect I had? <laughs> <laughs> I like being snoozy. Oh, I'm snoozy too much. I want to wake up. <laughs> I drink so much caffeine and it does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. Isn't that an ADHD thing? Apparently, yeah, but don't have the right effect. Apparently, it is. I oh, got so called out by one of those ADHD thing tweets earlier because recently I bought myself two weekly planners. And I was feeling really good about it. And then I saw a tweet that was like, ADHD plus optimism equals this planner will sort my life out. And I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have a planner right next to me that I bought. It's a lovely planner. I used it for about two days. And then I put it on a shelf and forgot it was there. And it's still there. (laughs) I've had my planners for three weeks now. I use one of them. I've lost the other one. (laughs) (laughs) It's going well. I didn't plan to lose it. Maybe I, sh- I should put find planner on my other planner. You should, yeah. And you might have a, a hope. I specifically bought one that didn't have dates in it because if I buy a diary, I know I will forget about it and then I'll come back to it a year later and be like, oh, I can't use this now. Uh, so I bought one with no dates so I can pick it up and start using it again whenever I have the urge. <laughs> yeah. I mostly just wanted like one place that because I'm bad for like writing to do lists on the back of envelopes and random post-it notes. And then they're all over the house and I never actually follow any of them. So I thought if I have one to do list in one place, I might actually do it. And then I got into the habit of on Sunday night, I copy over, you know, I write the next week out and I copy over the to do list things that I've not done. And this week I pretty much one for one copied the entire list. And I was like, this isn't helping. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel bad now. Aww. But I, I did. I have ticked off something like I ticked off three things yesterday. So I was like, oh, I am doing stuff. Yeah, it's, it's good that you're like making the effort to make a list. Like I I am awful with stuff like that. I I've got post-it notes in front of me from weeks ago um, they become part of the scenery don't they, they do you stop and then you forget that they're there yeah like i'm just looking at my post-it notes in front of me now and i've got one that tells me to check the electric meter which i did a month ago and i'm probably gonna have to do it again now and i've got another one that's raid notes for final fantasy from a <laughs> fight that we completed several weeks ago <laughs> So, yeah, I need to I need to do a little spring clean, I think. <laughs> I had so many like that from when I was doing Viva Piñata and I would be because I'd be doing it like twice a week and then I'd be playing other games. So I would look down at my post-it notes and it would just be like pig 
plus wolf question mark equal three more worms get a strawberry and I'll just be like what is, what is this rambling that I've written down <laughs> oh, and then dear. I had like I would write things in between the lines if I didn't if I couldn't find another post-it note so there was one time that I think I had like I played a puzzle game with Rivian and I wrote the notes for that and then also I got a bot raid and I had to make a note of the times so that I knew the times to delete follows from. Mm-hmm. And it was just this mad thing. It was just like, need two more squazzles, 3.30 to 3.32, plus the square. And I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the oh. ramblings of a mad person. Oh my goodness. I got rid of them all now, though. I'm planning on putting my monitors up on monitor arms so that I have Ooh. more space on my desk for shite <laughs> it's a trap honestly i'm looking at my desk now and it's an absolute bomb site mine are on arms yeah. and it's just more space for shit <laughs> it just reminded me of there was this thing on adam and joe's radio show where they had a segment that was things that people miss here commonly and one was um someone thought that you know when you say like oh it looks like a bomb's hit it Someone thought yeah. that it was, it looks like a bombsy tit. They thought that was just a word that meant messy. So they'd be like, oh my gosh, it looks like a bombsy tit. <laughs> bombsy tit. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. I need to make sure my desk doesn't turn into a bombsy tit. <laughs> That's a new word. We should make it happen. Bring it back. Bombsy tit. Bring it back. Bring it back from, from never. <laughs> So, we have a dream each this week. Unless you want to dive into my blooming nightmare, but I don't want to. I don't want to think no. about clowns let's, anymore. Let's, let's, let's throw the clown in the trash. Yeah, get in, some nice get in the bin. Which one should we listen to first? Should we go for yours first? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Right. Three, two, one, and go. No. I can only remember parts of the dream, but I dreamt that I was with um two paladins. They were a couple, and they had like well, the lady she was Evelyn from a D and D show I used to watch called Dice Camera Action, and she had a big axe, and the man who was apparently her partner, like a lance. And I also had a lance. And there was a big evil paladin who came and was wanted to fight them. So we were all fighting out the front. Um, and like I kept trying to trip him up with my lance. Well, it wasn't a lance, it was like a, a halberd. And... Like, they kept, like... I wasn't strong enough. Um, and we were just fighting for ages. And eventually... I managed to... get him cut on the leg, so he sort of fell over. And then Evelyn managed to get her cut in as well. With this bad guy. And then, Evelyn was upset, 
because of the fact that they had in fact injured this man, but we had been fighting for a while. And the fact that they'd drawn blood was bad, because they were paladins. Um, the guy paladin was just standing next to me, like, oh yeah, what a shame, and he was like covered in blood. <laughs> but even was distraught. Um, but she knew she had to finish the job. So she swung her axe and she like cleaved the bad guy in half. And then she just sobbed because she knew that she would have to be banished to to reaffirm her oath as a paladin. So the first part of her oath was that she had to move her bed outside where this had taken place and just leave it there. And the, the guy paladin was just screaming like, no, you don't have to do this, you don't have to do this, it's okay. And she was like, yes, I do, I have to do this. And I was just like, oh, jeez, what's going on? Um, And she sleeps the whole night in this bed. The whole time he's just like, no, Evelyn, don't do this. And we're there the whole night. Um, And when the night is done, the bed disappears. And he's like, no. And I was like, wow, she's been teleported to the crown, which was like the very top of the building they lived in. It was like a big statue. And she'd apparently been teleported to the top of it to reaffirm her oath. Oh. Um, so I was just hanging out with the guy. And we went back into the house and... um. There was, we were just talking, and he was really sad. But then he, like, grabbed me and, like, jumped to the side because there was something flying through the house, and it turns out there were these giants having, like, a wrestling match nearby. And then he was, I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, oh, wow, that was really cool. And, like, he was so happy but because he could see these giants having this fight because it was, like, a sport that he enjoyed. And this one that had been flung through the house, he, like, came out of the rubble and walked past us and gave us a thumbs up. And we were like, oh, you're right, mate. And then he went back to his fight. And that was that was it. <laughs> That's all I remember. The end. <laughs> Told oh you it was God. weird. It was action-packed. It was action-packed. It was. It was, yeah, yeah, it was an interesting one. What was the... Did you say what the what thing Evelyn Evelyn was from? She's from uh, an old D and D show I used to watch called Dice Camera Action. Um, it was an official D and D like campaign uh, run on their channel. Ah, okay. Um, and she was played by Anna Prosser, and she still plays her in other games like Penny Arcade games and stuff. Um, yeah. so she often shows up on my like Twitter timeline. Uh. Because there are people that like do art of her, and I, I just follow Anna's account, so I often hear about Evelyn. And yeah, she, she was a fun character. Like she was, she was um, a bit like, kind of like your character in Tales from the Loop that we've been playing oh, recently. Okay. She was a bit airheaded, but she was very <laughs> earnest, and like she was a like a she was like a really strong paladin, but she was like the nicest person ever. Um, she was a really fun character. 
Um, yeah, but the guy, he wasn't from the series. He was just a, a random dude who kind of looked similar, but a, a dude. Um, and yeah, so like we got attacked by this bad paladin, a fallen paladin, and she cleaved him in half. So the thing in the show was that she had this huge axe. Um, I think it was called like Lightbringer or Dawnbringer or something like that. And it was comically yeah. large, like bigger than her, a big golden axe. Um, and she like cleaved this guy in half. And yeah, then she had to reaffirm her paladin oath because she killed a guy. Uh, which, you know, in the show, she she probably killed a bunch of dudes. Like she she would not have cared. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, in the juice, she's like, I need to reaffirm my oath. So they moved the bed to the outside on the road. She she slept in it and then got teleported to the top of this uh this building that they lived in, which was kind of like almost like a like a Statue of Liberty type thing. It was a big building of a woman with a crown, like a big white, yeah. like marble statue. Um, yeah. And then once she did get teleported up there, we went inside and then the, the big giants were having a wrestle. Oh, dear. And being flung around. And it was it wasn't a scary thing. It was the paladin next to me, like the guy. He was really excited. He was like, oh, hell yeah. The next match is on. <laughs> uh, even when one of them got flung through his house uh, and destroyed half of it, he was just so excited. Aww. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was fun. It it was it was weird, but it was fun. And and I I, I was sort of in the dream, and I it was as if I knew them. You know, like I was hanging out with them actively. It wasn't just that I was watching it happen. Like it was like the three of us hanging out and fighting this guy and I had my own weapon and and we were all... Do you remember what class you were? I, well, I had a halberd, so like a, a long sort of lancey thing with a blade at the end. And so I don't really know why, why I would have been... I, I didn't have a, an act, like a class defined in the dream sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe I was a paladin too. Who knows? I don't even remember what I was wearing in the dream. Like, I just remember their outfits, really. Um, yeah. So Evelyn would always wear, like, a white dress with a breastplate over the top um, and brown boots. And the guy in the dream was wearing pretty much the same sort of thing, like, white with a breastplate. Um, both had blonde hair. But, yeah, I don't remember anything about me. I was just there. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, but, oh, you got this. You can handle this. Yeah, you you got this. You got this. It's 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 a, a weird one to try and like delve into because it's just so random. But yeah. I guess like the bed, maybe like the bed was an important thing. Like when when uh, the bed was brought out onto the road, she was like, nope, I have to sleep in it. I have to I have to sleep in this bed to reaffirm my oath. Like that that was uh, an important part. Because the guy was so upset that she was doing it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I looked up giant out Ooh, of interest. That's a good, good one. It says dreaming about giants may mean we are coming to terms with some of the repressed feelings we had about adults when we were children. Oh. They may have seemed larger than life or frightening in some way. Mm. I don't know if that. I mean, did you ever have? Adults that threw each other 
through the house. <laughs> no, no, they not were that play I can fighting. Remember, <laughs> it also says giants and ogres often represent the emotion of anger, particularly masculine anger. This can be confronted in dreams where perhaps we cannot do this in waking life. Ooh. Do you have any masculine anger at anything right now? Oh, I don't know. Not that I'm aware of. I'm very, uh, I'm very zen at the moment. <laughs> Funny you should say ogre though, because these giants they were kind of ogreish. They were like, um, you know, the old Disney Hercules, uh, like the big Titan things, like the big ogre boys. I don't know if I've you remember. I've seen Hercules. You haven't seen it? Ah, oh. no. well, they were like big, giant, essentially like ogre type things um and yeah they were very similar to that like they weren't uh, i suppose it's a bit like um did you ever see the old bfg yes yeah like the giants in that the bad ones you they looked kind of me. like that yeah it terrified me too that was that was a very scary film but yeah the giants looked a bit like that but they were they were friendly they were just doing their job you know they, they were just vibing it like it was obviously a sport they were athletes yeah <laughs> But also it means that I've had a wrestling dream this time. True. Well, this Except, is your second wrestling yeah. dream. Because you had that one near the very beginning of the podcast where Boof was wrestling, I think. Oh, yeah. It? I had the dream that like, <laughs> me and the Yogs were wrestling. True. Yeah. True, true, true. Um, interestingly, I looked at bed. There's three different um, interpretations. But the third one says, a bed can represent a form of spiritual sanctuary and a sense of purity. Ah, so I guess perfect. Maybe that just is, you know, I want to become a paladin again. Make me pure again. Go to bed. Take me back to the sanctuary. That's it. That's pretty perfect. Pretty perfect. The other I... two are if you're going to bed alone or if you're going to bed with someone else. So I guess those two don't apply. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that first one's spot on, really. It was definitely yeah. a sanctuary for, for Evelyn. I wonder if later in the dream, if I didn't wake up, if we'd have run into her again. And I wonder if she managed to reaffirm her oath. She maybe was just I up there. Maybe have a sequel dream. Maybe. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. But yeah, it was cool that they lived in like a big marble statue. I imagine like a, a big, like white statue of a woman, but with a, a big golden crown on top. It was very cool imagery. I'm going to look up statues. Okay. Sprinkle. Steel. Statue. Sprinkle. Dreaming of a statue is to be linking with the unresponsive, cold side of human nature. We may be worshipping or loving someone and not getting any response. Aww. Did you Maybe. love the statue? <laughs> I, I, I don't think I did. <laughs> Maybe I love yeah. someone in real life and don't get a response. Sag. Oh, it also says, there is a basic side of nature which needs to look up to something. And this can be represented in dreams by a statue. Sometimes this statue is representative of an idea or concept rather than a person. Much can be gained by identifying what the statue stands for. Oh. What did the big whammon mean to you? The big whammon. She didn't really mean much to me, but 
it was the home of a couple of paladins and they were very pure of heart and lovely. So maybe it's something to do with that. You look up to your women. (laughs) I look up to big whammon. Big whammon. Love big whammon. I like having D&D dreams though. D&D related dreams are always fun. Yeah. I when I was doing um my last like big campaign with my D&D group, I always wanted to dream about my character because I wanted to talk to her because I loved her so much, but I never did. Um my friend who played in the campaign as well, he dreamt about her and he's like, "Oh yeah, I dreamt she was like protecting me and she was like Aww. guardian angel." And I was like, "I'm so jealous." <laughs> I want to dream about her. <laughs> and to this day, I still haven't dreamt about her. It's so annoying. Because yeah. I really want to. Um, she was such a fun character. And she had a really nice arc. Uh, and at the end of the campaign, it kind of became that she became like almost like an ethereal sort of being. Like she she went to live on a different plane and she would come back to the material plane to help people. Um, and then the DM said, like, some towns had, like, stories of... She was pink. She was a pink tiefling. And there was, like, some towns have stories of this pink lady that comes and visits at night and, and like, helps people. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I want to dream about her so I can see her. <laughs> they even named an apple after her. They named an apple after her and everything. <laughs> I think it would be helpful for me to dream about characters I'm playing because I always have the like, I struggle in the first session of any campaign to understand what my character is. Like I'll write them and they make sense to me and then it will come down to a decision and then I will spend the next few days like, no, 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 they wouldn't have done that. That doesn't make sense. But I needed to make the wrong decision to know that they wouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. But it just makes it frustrating for the rest of the session because I'm like, well, now they... They, what if what if they I should yeah. make them different because they mm-hmm. did do this and they wouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I really struggle with that in D&D especially. I found that when we play Tales from the Loop, um, I jumped into my character very quickly. I feel like everybody did and you could really tell. Um, yeah. So this, for, for context, this was a private game that we played last week um, and... Everybody jumped into their characters really quickly. The role play was top notch and it was just a really, really fun experience. Um, And Alex did a really good job DMing it as well. It was super fun. In Tales from the Loop, you're aged between like 10 and 15. I think if you turn 16, you have to re-roll a new character because you're technically grown up and you can't like experience the same things. Um, Mm. So I wonder if that is to do with it because... Everyone's been firstly, there. Yeah, we've all been kids. And also, yeah. you don't have to come up with this massive backstory. It's not like, you know, I'm a weathered warrior who's seen many battles and stuff. It's like, yeah. no, I'm just a kid and I don't know kid. anything. I'm still learning. Yeah. <laughs> See, honestly, I think you're onto something there because I found that when I was like sitting here playing, I I did. I was I sort of jumped into a childlike role. Like I was sitting here like personally overreacting to everything. Um <laughs> and I wasn't like I mean, some of it probably leaked through in RP, but I was just trying to experience it sort of on my own in front of the computer screen. Yeah. And my D D character 
who I love so much, she was a child. So when I started that campaign, um, I joined a new group. Uh, and I said to the DM, like, who I'd never met before, he was like, I was just telling me something about your character. Like, what class are you? I was like, oh, um, sorcerer, rogue. Like, she was a multi-class. Yeah. Uh, and he introduced her to the group by being like, oh, you're in a tavern. Uh, it's a bit seedy. It looks like it has links to, like, the criminal underworld. And you see this this person in the corner. And he was like, oh, can you describe your character? And I was like, yeah, she's 12. She's pink. She's very short. She looks very lost. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, oh. (laughs) And it was so easy to role play her because she was just a lost kid. And um, it was easy for her to form bonds with the party because she was a child and she just grabbed onto them like really easily. She was like, right, I have no one else in the world. You're my family now. Um, and yeah, it, I, I find it just so much easier because like I've been there, like, I mean, everyone's been there. It's just, that's a really good point for me to, to start a role play. And I think like, if I were to make a character in the future, thinking about them as a kid and growing up would definitely improve how I think about playing the character. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, it's just an interesting thing. I've gone on a big D&D tangent now. But. <laughs> I think as well, like, um, there are just certain... Well, like, the first Tales from the Loop, because I've already done part of it, and I chose... So, for people who don't know it, the characters are very stereotypical just as a base starting line. So you get things that are like the weirdo, the jock, the bookworm, the nerd, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, and I chose the bookworm for my other character and I struggled with it because I was like, I don't know how to be that sort of smart. Like I'm very Mm. practical and common sense, but when it comes down to like, actually, you know, book smart, I was just there like, my character says something smart because they know a thing. And I'm Mm. like, I don't, I don't know how to say this though. So playing a character, going through it again, because I purposefully chose someone, because I know some of the story beats, I didn't want to spoil it for you guys. I was like, I'm just going to be someone who is happy and oblivious. And it, (laughs) it was so nice to play because I could just be like, you know, everyone else is discovering this thing and I still have my headphones on just like da 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 <laughs> And it was just, I really did enjoy watching the story through you guys' eyes yeah. in a way. As it was very fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's super fun. I am, um, I'm the same. When I'm making characters, it is almost always... A thing that I dump intelligence because I mean I'm not dumb like I act dumb on stream like I I like to be silly I like to try and make people laugh but I'm not an idiot yeah (laughs) but I am not witty in that I can't just think of things on the fly um I have to sit and like ponder over them so making an intelligent character who can just reel off like facts and like maybe uh, even charisma as well. Like I often make charisma based characters, but I struggle to be the charismatic one, you know? Um, yeah. But intelligence, I safely, I'm just like dump that because I am not 
going to be able to play an intelligent character. <laughs> it's like when I watch the likes of people like, oh, what's his name? Uh, oh, he was in Peep Show, David Mitchell. When he talks and he just says exactly what he means to say and he articulates his point and yes. I'm just like, how do do that? Like, exactly. I will know exactly. what I want to say vaguely, but then I'll get distracted halfway through a sentence and I won't be able to think of the word. And yes. it's just like, I just, I do envy it in a way, but yeah, that's so exactly yeah, trying why, to play like, a David Mitchell-esque character. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I say like, that would be a character. A thing. <laughs> That would be a character that would have like really high like intelligence, for instance, and high charisma, and they're just witty and they're reeling off things, and it's just yeah, I can't do that. I can't do that. Just dump it. <laughs> it's like when I first met Alex, we were like net friends before and we arranged to meet in person for the first time and I panicked because literally every time I talked to him before that I would have like wiki google imdb dictionary.com up on my computer because I'd be like he'd be like referencing a film and I'd be like oh yeah like uh, quick search what does he mean who is this director what did they do oh they did this okay yeah I'll reply oh yeah like uh they did this didn't they (laughs) and I was like I'm not gonna have tabs open in real life and he's gonna know I don't know anything (laughs) (laughs) that's so cute (laughs) spoiler alert we got married so I must have done something right (laughs) (laughs) oh dear but yeah, I'm, he will constantly know, like, we'll watch a film and it'll be like, oh, yeah, it's directed by this person who did this. And then they, like, also worked with this. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, the, the thing and the stuff. And they the did the, 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 one, and the, the one the with the, the dog and the man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that, too. Like, even with things that I know, I find that I doubt myself. And I'm like, is that real? Is that an actual fact? Do I know that? And I will have to Google it to confirm. (laughs) One of my favorite things about streaming is having that community pool of people who are more likely to remember (coughs) things than I am. Like there was a time when I forgot the name of Ben Wishel, I think it was. Oh yeah, Ben Wishel. And I was like, he's a fella, uh, brown hair, Sounds a bit like he'd be friends with Paddington and someone was like, Ben Wishaw? And I was like, yes. <laughs> Whereas I would have no Sounds idea what I would... Sounds a bit like he'd be friends with Paddington. He is Paddington. <laughs> I think that was why I had made the connection at the time. I was like, I'm, I'm linking these two things. I don't know why. <laughs> the only reason I remember Ben Wishaw um, is because I went to school with a guy whose mum was dating his dad. Uh, oh, so he he never shut up about Ben Whistle. <laughs> He'd be his like, wait, that brother? If yeah, they, uh, yeah. I've no <laughs> idea if they're still together, but yeah, maybe they are now stepbrothers. Who knows? Stepbrothers Who with Paddington. Knows? He seems That's very it. lovely. Yeah, he seems like in that very person. like gut feeling, quick to judge. <laughs> It's weird that, isn't it? Like, there was someone who was on the Dota International doing some of the panel stuff, and I didn't know who they were. And as soon as they appeared, I was like, no, no, 
no, there's something, no. Something about you. <laughs> yeah, I find that, like, I get gut feelings about people. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ben Whishaw seems nice. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's a few people, oh, this sounds bad to say, actually. But there's a few people, you know when stuff comes out about people and you're, you, there's a range of like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah and like, no, that. not there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, do you want to hear my apparently very short dream? It's under I two minutes. Do. I do. I have, have no a cheeky is. listen. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. I had a dream that I was working back at the vets and one of the nurses was pregnant, but she kept on, like, not feeling very well. And I remember I was playing with, like, a kitten at reception and I was told, oh, the people who were thinking of adopting the kitten are coming in. It was someone famous, but I can't remember who it was. It was like some comedian came in with his wife and then the kitten peed everywhere and I was like, oh, I'll clean it up. And the wife was like, no, 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 we should get used to parenthood. And they started cleaning the kitten pee up. I was like helping out still. And then I went to leave them to play with the kitten and I went to walk back out to the main like nurses hub which was the shopping mall in my hometown so it was just huge there were loads of people walking around but it was also meant to be a vet and um the pregnant nurse was there and she came over and all of a sudden she just started to faint and I managed to catch her and I was like like someone go get one of the head nurses and you there, go get like a damp cloth for her forehead. And I was just trying to like organize everyone into helping this poor nurse. And then I woke up. Um, the end. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> so I do remember this now. Um, ah. And I have a feeling I know why the first bit happened. Yeah. Um, recently, I was doing a stream and we were talking about uh, GDPR, um, like the protection of people's records. And I was saying, I made the blunder <laughs> of being like, yeah, I remember we had to do GDPR courses because it's really important because we had things like, and then I named someone who had been a client <laughs> at the fair. Who was a famous person? Oh my god! I was like, this is the exact reason we have GDPR. It's so cool. Like the thing was, it was before my time, and I don't know. I never actually found out if it was true or if it was just one of those stories that people told, sort of thing. Um, so it could be that I, they were just trying to wind me up, and it's not true at all. But they told me like, oh yeah, this person like brought his cat to the vet once, and blah blah blah. Um, and I remember. Someone, I can't remember who it was, but someone in chat was saying that that was like their specialty. Like, I think they, like their job is in GDPR. And then I was like, they must oh. have thought I was such an idiot 
to just be like, <laughs> yeah, it is important because this is people like me break it. <laughs> so I think that must be why that was, you know, a famous person coming in to adopt a kitten. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, so the famous person who came in wasn't the one that was rumored to go to your vet. No, no, I don't. Oh. I don't actually. I have no memory of who it was. Um, I'm guessing it was just that sort of dreamlike thing of being like fill in famous person here, and I didn't actually bother coming up with who it was. <laughs> Maybe my dream was practicing proper GDPR standards. Ah, there we go. It's like this is how you do it. You don't actually <laughs> just tell people who it is. Um, <laughs> and interestingly, I looked up pregnancy, pregnant, and it oh. says dreaming of pregnancy usually denotes a fairly protracted waiting period being necessary for something, possibly the completion of a project. A new area of our potential or personality is developing. Interestingly enough, to dream of pregnancy seldom means one's own pregnancy, although it can indicate pregnancy in someone around us. To dream of someone else being pregnant suggests that we are in a position to observe part of our developing part of ourselves developing new skills or characteristics. We may be unaware of what the outcome of this process will be. Ooh. So there you go. And I think that is interesting for me because I recently, I've been unaware of what I want to do after streaming. And I did recently apply for a job that I had three, there were three different parts to it. There were like two interviews and one just sort of um, brainstorming part. So it's been going on for a little while. I didn't end up getting it. So don't you worry, listeners. You've got to put up with me for a bit longer yet. Um, (laughs) But I wonder if that was my baby. (laughs) My My baby. The baby I was observing. I was going to say that, yeah. I guess the pregnancy was out of my hands, which is why it was someone else. I was just seeing how it formed and it... That's it. That's the process. It wasn't my baby. (laughs) It's not my baby. But the funny thing that I found when I was going through that stage was... Because it was quite a creative job and... A lot of the things, especially like I had a point mid-interview where I was coming up with all these ideas of things that I would put towards this project. And then I was like, why am I not doing this stuff for myself? Why do I not give myself this sort of creative push to make Mm -hmm. things like whether on stream or YouTube or whatever? Um, But yeah, I guess in a way it's like twofold because it was the, you know, the uncertainty of the other person's pregnancy in that way. And then also me impregnating myself with creative juices to start mm. a new project. There which we go. Is my baby. Because I have uh-huh. been trying to think what could I do more with my YouTube? Because at the moment I just put out this here podcast and the Here's occasional clip video and, and that's it. So I was like, maybe I should do something else with it as well yeah you you kind of when you told me that as well you sort of inspired me a bit as well <gasps> and i i started thinking about things that i could do um, because it's true like together <gasps> maybe a little mm-hmm. little series mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but yeah, like I, it's true. You you sort of fall into a rut, and you you sort of just you know you go live, you stream, and then you you stop and you carry on doing what you're doing. But yeah. like there is so much more that you know we could be doing so much more fun stuff. So yeah, it got me thinking too, for sure. I think in a way because I took some time off recently. I'm it gave me a chance to sort of think about it a lot more um when you like step back and think what could I be doing what would bring me joy in this as well like what would because like you say you do sort of you know you get used to your set routine and when you stream streaming is obviously very lovely but a lot of the time the VODs just like they're just sort of there and then they're gone and then you've not really made any history. Like, in the loose sense of the word, obviously we're not here making history, but do you know what I mean? Like, you've not made yeah. a body of work that you look back on, whereas I guess yeah, if you've exactly. done something like, I guess like Tom Scott does, like, I don't, that's not the sort of thing that I would want to do, but he can look back and be like, I've been here and I've done this and I told people about these things and... You know, I was part of people's weekly routine and, and that's nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I um, I totally agree. Like, I, I would love to do, like, you know, more stuff on YouTube and and, and stuff like that. Um, it's just a bit of a daunting task, isn't it? Like, when you've got, like, sort of quite a small channel um, and all of your audience are on, like, somewhere like Twitch... Yeah. It's like, oh, is it worth me doing it? You know, should I? But, you know, it's worth a try, isn't it? Like, yeah. you're not going to get anywhere if you don't do it. I guess this is probably how a lot of people, obviously in a slightly different field, but how a lot of people, are, like artists, are feeling on Twitter at the moment because with all the changes that are being made and it's like they've built up an audience on this platform and now the platform is very unstable and the future of it is uncertain. And they're thinking like, do I jump to Tumblr now? Do I go to Instagram? Do I like, is there going to be a new thing? Um, so I guess it's like, yeah, it is quite scary thinking mm. about, do I start again? But you know, yeah, there was exactly. a time when we both pressed that go live button on Twitch and we had like 10 followers yeah it's you, true you build it up you gotta build it up you gotta just give it a go and see what happens i think that's the thing i think if you just if you're enjoying something it's worth sticking out for that reason alone so mm -hmm. i think i might just try baffing a bunch of stuff out to youtube and see what i enjoy the most <laughs> yeah yeah it's worth it for sure see what sticks See what sticks. You also dreamt about uh, a little kitten. Um, and we've had dreams before about babby animals, haven't we? Yeah. Well, I've dreamt about puppies quite a lot. Um, and have you dreamt about baby buns or maybe even kittens before? Didn't Potentially. Boba dream about kittens? <gasps> yes, Boba did as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like baby animals are sort of a, a thing that we've dreamt about quite a lot. Maybe the kitten was my YouTube channel. <laughs> you need to raise it. It peed everywhere. I will nurture it. And well, you actually, need to maybe not that piss one. piss out I, content. I adopted that one out to other people. So maybe that's not the best plan. <laughs> but my kitten, 
I will raise to be uh, uh, I, I don't know how do you how do you lick a cat on YouTube strong um, a strong uh, kitten with a, a algorithm uh, uh, Minecraft this is another thing that I don't understand is this whole algorithm thing because I as an easily distracted person do not lend myself to algorithms because I want to do lots of different things when I feel like it. Whereas YouTube and other platforms are very much, you will do this same thing forever and you will do it on the same day at the same time. Or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're leaving you. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Whereas I like to be like, I feel like doing this. It's going to be five minutes long and then I'm going to do this for an hour <laughs> randomly. Yeah. I do what yeah, I feel like. It's difficult. Yeah. Because I often it think, like, difficult. oh, should I upload VODs? But then everyone's like, no, you should do that on a separate channel to keep that away from the other stuff. And I'm like, oh, I yeah, wish algorithms yeah, were more true. chaotic. That's it. That's it. I used to upload my VODs to um to my YouTube, but like, I don't, not really many people knew about the YouTube at the time. So most of the time it was just like, oh, they're there now. If anybody wants to go back to them, great. Yeah. And a few people have, actually, which has been quite nice. but. But yeah, like they're obviously, they, they're not going to, because of stuff like the algorithm, people aren't just going to go and watch them, you know, randomly because they're long ass videos and they need context a lot of the time if you're doing like a series. So they would like, I guess, tank your stats, which is a bit like, oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's true. Like doing a different channel for them is often a good idea. It's hard. There's so much to think about. Yeah. Let's go back to talking about D&D. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is the way to do it. If I role play a creator who knows what they're doing, maybe I'll ah. figure out what I should be doing. <laughs> I'm role playing a successful creator. Oh, I'm so good at my job. <laughs> so, oh dear. speaking of creating things, the mm-hmm. next episode of this will be the first one that we ever do face-to-face. True. It's going to be... True, true, true. Strange. Because yeah. I'm used to... Like, at the moment, I'm sat in gargoyle position. I have my knees mm-hmm. up, my elbows tucked between my knees, my arms are inside my T-shirt because I got a bit cold, and I'm resting my hand on my my face on my hands i'm holding my ears now that's not a normal position for if you're meeting someone face to face but this is typically how i will be on any given Let's just day sit like that when we record face to face that would be gargoyles. it's called comfort zone we want to be comfy you know right. we're gonna be wearing pajamas anyway and we need to get hot chocolate yes hot chocolate is a must yes definitely but yeah, so the next episode that comes out will be uh, our face-to-face episode, which is taking place as a part of Pickaxe Week on the Yorkcast main Twitch channel. Yeah, um, so be sure to check out other... I mean, come back, but go and check yeah, out back, other but... Pickaxe podcasts <laughs> as well. But then come back to this one, please, of course. Yeah, go and have a little look, but then... Come back and keep listening to us.
<laughs> I watched all of the Pitch Please one yesterday. That was very lovely. Um, but Alex hasn't been feeling very well recently. He's got a bit of like a, I think he was outside for a bit too long and he's just got a bit of a cough, bless him. And mm-hmm. I wanted to watch all of Pitch Please. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to, we, we've been trying to be good with not ordering too much naughty food. But I was like, yeah. he's not feeling well. He said he was jonesing for burgies. I'm going to treat him to some burgies. When he gets in, there's going to be burgies and, and you know, he'll feel better. And then um, <laughs> I forgot that our account is linked to, like it sends out a code to his phone. So when he was live recording the <laughs> podcast, I had to be in chat like, Alex, can you please accept the code so that we can get surprise burgies? Thank you. <laughs> The surprise was slightly ruined. They were not a surprise. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, that was so cute. <laughs> but they were very were they good burgies, though. They good. were. It was it's very rare that I get like a like a bean burger. I tend to like quite solid burgers. But the ones yeah. from oh, if anyone is ever in Bristol, Cafe Kino, the Kino special burger, oh my gosh. It's one of my favourite burgies in the world. Ooh, I've not had that before. It's very good. Very good. I have to try it when I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before I make myself too hungry. <laughs> yes. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. I feel like I didn't do a very good job at determining your dream, but I feel like I got a lot out of mine, so yay me. <laughs> Well, don't worry. My dream was just wild anyway. I don't think there's much that can be determined from that other than I want to play D&D. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. Like, it's one thing looking up giants in a dream book, but they're going to mean different things to, you know, oh, yeah. big old fantasy nerds like us. And, and Whereas if a different person, you know, dreamt about them, maybe they are adults. That's it. That's it. It's all subjective. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you, Kirsty. Thank you, Bryony. And thank you, everyone else, for listening. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Hopefully, and we will see you next time. Maybe no one's listening to this bit. Oh yeah, they might have all gone to watch uh, Pitch Please. Oh. (laughs) Well, bye, whoever's left. Bye, Kirsty. See you next time. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) Bryony. Bye bye for now. Bye bye. Bye bye.